welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged us our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, for to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you, and again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him, and of the Angels, he says, who makes his angels, spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has appointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain and they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said? <laughs> has he ever said, sit at my right hand so that I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Therefore, Hebrews, we must give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest we drift away. Hallelujah. This is an exciting revelation. Now, 
Hebrews, as I said, and as we all know, and I keep saying, and um, repetition just brings, enhances learning. So in Second Peter, he says that, even though I know you know these things, I will not cease to keep reminding you of them because my departure is very close. So I need to keep reminding you of these things you know already so that it becomes part of you. Now, as I said earlier on previous times, Hebrews is a book of comparison. A book of better things, declaring better things. A book that helps us to realize that the things that were done in the Old Testament are actually good. God was at his glorious best under the Old Testament, under the conditions they have as much as he could. But in this last day, the son came in to actually reveal God better than he was ever revealed. And so Hebrews begin to say, God, the way he was dealing, the way he was dealing with the people of old has dealt with us better. And then he, Hebrews began to talk about spiritual things. First of all, he spoke about God as compared to how God was doing things in the past as compared to God, how God is doing things in the sun. And he concluded that it is better. It is superior. How God is dealing with us through the sun is superior to how God has ever manifested himself because the sun declares, reveals, manifests, demonstrates, explains God. Prior to that, God was restricted because he was not assimilatable or edible. We can't take him in. And his plan has always been to be in us. So he had to go through the process and now, previously God was just on his throne dealing with them, but now God is in us. Oh, hallelujah. He's in us. You can't tell me God is dead because he's in me. I just spoke to him this morning. Praise the Lord. And then after talking about God, he said, let, let, me, let, me make, let me make you aware. I know angels are very important. Angels are supreme beings. Or high, very high. They are higher beings. They, they are around the throne of God. The angels are, are superior beings. Some people actually worship angels. And angels are held in high esteem. And he said, you know what? The angels are good. The angels are highest, held in high esteem. But I want you to understand the position of the sun as, as it compares to the angels. So then he, he starts by talking about, after he says that um, God has been dealing with us in, in the sun, then he starts emphasizing on um, the, uh, in the sun, who, has, who he has appointed, whom he has, God has appointed heir of all things, through whom, through the sun, okay, through whom also God has, God um, made the worlds, verse three, who being the, he, the, is the brightness of God's glory 
He's the express image of his person. He opposed all things by the word of his power. He, when he had purged, he had purged by himself our sins. He sat on the right hand of majesty on high, having become, then watch this. He sat on the right hand of uh, the right hand of the majesty. There is a majesty on high. He went to sit on the right hand of the majesty on high. Having become, having become so much better than the angels. We are talking about Christ. The son, you are talking angels. Maybe you don't know. Having become so much better than the angels. If you have Christ, you are operating in a higher realm. Any, any kind of religion organization that tries to put emphasis on angels have missed it. Because Christ is so much better. So, it's so much better to go by air. Why would you want to go by boat? By sea. It's so much better. He says that Christ has been become so much better than angels. Then he began to throw light about this whole thing about angels. Having become so much better than the angels, listen to what follows. In what way? Put it back on the screen. In what way? Let's all read Having Become. Let's go. Let's read it together. Let's go. So much better than the angels. One more time. Having so, yeah, let's continue reading. As he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. And what has, has it become much more excellent? Now, watch this. Watch this. This, this, the, the subject of this discussion is Christ. Okay, you're talking about Christ here. And when we talk about Christ, we are talking about the God man. He walked on earth. He walked where we, we walk. He stood where we stand. He sat where we sit. Yet without sin. He, this God, he came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My death is paid from the cross to the grave and from the grave to the sky. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the God we are talking about. Yeah. And so when we talk about the son, we are not just talking about deity. We are talking about deity becoming flesh. Right. Remember that. And so that is why he said, having become better, more better, better than, because God is created the angels anyway. And so there's no need you compare God to the angels. But we are talking about the son. You have to understand the son. But the son is God. Yes, but he's man. Man is God in the son. <laughs> and so now he's focusing on the son who walked on earth who is a physical human? Now watch this, watch this, watch this. The angels are better when it comes to dealing on earth and dealing in heaven, the relation between earth and heaven and anything amongst men, human beings, creation. The angels are far better because they are just next to God. And God says, they are go and deliver this one, they are gone. God says, I move this. They, they are just in front of God, just moving. So actually God sends them to help us. So they are powerful. And he said, yes. In all creation, 
there is one who is, is better, far better than the angels. Why? Because, watch this, because he has by inheritance, by inheritance, inheritance, so he entered into it. He got it. He has obtained. Now, he's not talking about just God in eternity. We are talking about trying God, the son, who became, he came to be a man, and after becoming a man, has obtained something with Together with his manness. Now, when we talk about Christ, we are talking about man seated on the on the throne. Yeah. With his manness. So he he has elevated the status of man. Christ elevated the status of man. Because before Christ came, man was just an ordinary create creature staying in the realm of the world and just receiving help from God and angels serving man and helping. So they are working with, they are in front of God and just, so they are powerful. And man, man when you see an angel, you fall on your face. Some people see angels, they, 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 when the angel appeared to Mary, then you have to tell Mary, fear not. Anytime when he appeared to Zachariah, he said, fear not, because don't worry, I'm bringing good news. Don't worry. When the angel appeared to the shepherds, while shepherds watched their flock by now, he said, fear they, 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 they are amazing. They're amazing. God sends them so. And Jesus came as man and he went through the process and took man, humanity, and elevated and inherited. So man inherited a name. What did he inherit? Verse 4, Hebrews chapter 1. <laughs> he, before he had, by inheritance, Obtained a more excellent word name. Name. His name lifts him above the status of angels. That's where it started from. He said, He's much is for he is so much better than the angels. Why? As he has by obtained a more excellent name than them. What's that name? That's where, in my research, I found some theologians believe that he's talking about Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 downwards. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. What does it say? Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him. That at the name, verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue of those in, in heaven and of those on earth and those on earth. Verse, verse 11, verse 11, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Someone say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Someone say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, Jesus Hokurios. It, it's, it's interesting. So he has obtained a more excellent name. He, um, um, Philippians says that the name he obtained is Lord. Lord. It's like a title. It's actually a title. Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Remember when I was teaching on the Apostles' Creed? Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, watch this. He obtained a more excellent name than they. He didn't even say than them. That means they also have a name. They have a name connotes position. That's what we are talking about. His ranking, his position. 
where, where he stands in the dealings of God. Because what, what name has angels God? It's not, it's, not, it's not talking about Michael and Gabriel. When you talk about name there, he's talking about placement, position. He has a, a more excellent name. Now watch this. That's why even when Philippians said that um, he's got a name, God gave him a name, the name I submit to you is not Jesus Christ. Right. The name is Lord. That every tongue shall confess. Bible said that at the name of Jesus, it's not that, that name, every tongue shall confess, verse 11, that Jesus, Jesus Christ is Lord. There is the Lordship. It's the Lordship that he has inherited. He obtained. God gave him that name. God gave him. Therefore, therefore, God gave, verse 9, therefore, God gave him, interesting, the, the Lord, uh, and giving him. If you say giving him, that means I didn't have it originally. So, but I, I thought he says God, he's already, no. I'm talking about God becoming a man. And so your status now begins, our status, the status of man. Someone with the status of man receives something that man can have. So he acts, I say, Jesus Christ, when he was in his incarnation being born, he brought God into man. And then he, through his death, burial, and resurrection, he took man into God. So in, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, he said, there is, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man. Who? 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 The man, the man, the man, the man. He's still a man. But he's a son. He's still a man, the son. So he has obtained a more excellent name than they. Now, when you look at verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 1, that's, that's what got my attention. I was, I was, I was thinking, so what name are we, are we talking about? What name? Because is it the name Lord we are talking about? But it looks like from this context, he said, for, for to which of the angels, hey, look at this, this is interesting, verse 5, he said, for which, to which of the angels did he ever say, God did he say that to any angel? Then, and now, when it God say this, then he begins to quote from the Old Testament. So Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5, he was looking back to Psalm 2 verse 7. Okay. He was making reference to Psalm 2 verse 7. Hallelujah. Oh, this is lovely. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. I will declare the decree. The decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today, I have begotten you. Now, this is Psalm 2. And do you know who he was talking about? He was talking about Jesus. It's called a messianic psalm. He was talking about the Messiah. The Lord has said to me, that's why you can see the me is in capital. The Lord, that L-O-R-D-C is all in capitals. That's the ineffable name of God, Yahweh. Yahweh. Yahweh has said. And that Yahweh encapsulates all the names of God. It's, it's buried in that one. The, the Bible uses the word. When you tell you read the Old Testament, you come across Capital L O, capital O, capital R. It is Yahweh. It's not like Yahweh Nisi, Yahweh Jireh, Yahweh. It's Yahweh everything. Oh, okay, Yahweh. So Yahweh said, the Lord had said to me, the me is capital. Jesus. So it seems like Jesus is the one talking. But what did, did he say God has said? God said, you are my son. You are my son today. Have I begotten you? So now, so Hebrews was making reference to this scripture saying that to which of the angels did God ever say that? So watch this. Go, go, go back to Hebrews. He says that for 
for to which of the angels did did he did God ever say? What did God say? Guess what we are talking about. He said he's better than them. Why did he say he's better than them? From verse four. Why did he say he's better than them? Because he has obtained the more strength. Then he goes on to say, for which of them? So it tells you that he's, he's the focus. He's talking about this name. He said he's better than them because he has obtained a more excellent name. But for which of for, for which of them did God ever say, "You are my son"? The sonship is the name. He didn't talk to them about sonship. He spoke to him about sonship. No angel. So the son is. He has obtained this name. And watch this. This is from the text. He said, listen, listen, brothers and sisters. Don't get confused and say, but how can uh, Jesus obtain a name? Because when he came on earth, no man has ever been called son of God. Right. Th- that's what I'm, so don't just be distracted by the deity, divinity, God. Jesus is God. Don't just be distracted by his deity. But focus on the fact that when we talk about Christ, we are talking about God who became a man. So most of the time, any time the Bible makes reference to Christ, he's talking about man. But this man who is Christ, that is why when he died, if it's, it, 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 his death was not a surprise. Because men die. But his resurrection was amazing. Because men don't resurrect when they die. And the resurrection changed the game. That's why we talk. So by the resurrection, he was born. Oh, God begot him by through the resurrection. Now, no, let me not go too much into that. But Bible says that to which of the angels did he say, "You are my son. Today I have born you. I have begotten you." But he said that about Jesus. So Jesus was begotten when? When was he begotten? Because he's always been. Get what I'm, I'm trying to explain. He has always been. So at what point in time did God say, I've begotten him? At what point in time did God, is it when Mary gave birth to him? Weren't all of us giving birth by, by mothers? So what is different? At what point in time? Is it before he was, before, what? Is it before he became a man? Is it because, before God created the earth? Because before God created it, he, he is the one who created the earth. He's God, he's God himself. But when he became a man, the game changed. Because God has become man and he has put himself in this restrictive container called man. He has become so much man that he couldn't reverse the order. He has, that is why Philippians went on to talk about, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who even though he was God, did not count equality of God something to be grasped, to hold on. Even though he was God, did not consider it robbery. To be equal with God. Now, when you read the uh, other trans, they put it better. It speaks about, he did not consider, the NIV, let me see how, how the NIV, I prefer the way the NIV might put it. Being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to, to be grabbed. So when he left the throne, you, when you become a human being, it's like I've, I've given this illustration before. Like you have a nice aquarium in your house, and then there's this, you have nice fish, very nice ones. And you go and buy this shark-like tilapia, and it comes into the aquarium. He's eating all the nice fish. He's eating the nice fish. And the fish give birth, and he's eating them, and they are frustrated. There's no, no, nothing can be done. And no one can touch this tilapia. <laughs> and he's just eating your golden fish. 
and the golden fish that are being supplied from a tube that keeps coming in, when they come, they are struggling. And it's a mother, father, and son. Three of them are in the house. And the son said, Dad, I, I love this our fish. I don't want them to suffer. Can I go into the pond, turn myself into a fish? Go into a pond and go and deal with this tilapia, shark-like tilapia. So, father said, well, are you sure, son? You are going to be a fish? So, yeah, I, I enjoy driving, I enjoy traveling, but I want to restrict myself because when you are in a pond, you can't drive, you can't fly, you can't do a lot of things. You can't talk to people like you would. So, being a fish is going to really restrict you of so many or, or, or strip you of so many benefits and liberties, and you become a fish, he said, yeah, no problem, I want to be. So Jesus Christ, even though he was God, he, did, he humbled himself, became like us, too restrictive. They beat him, he cried, he was hungry. God doesn't get hungry. God, God doesn't cry. God doesn't get tired. He, 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 he was subject to everything we, we, we have to go through. That's why Hebrews chapter 2, ah, I can't wait to move into the Hebrews, further into Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11, it talks about how he's the captain of our salvation. Verse, when you read down was, Inasmuch as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself, talking about Jesus himself, likewise shared in flesh and blood. Why? That through death he might destroy this aquarium tilapia. And not just that, destroy the devil and look at the next verse, verse 15. And then for once, release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. He came to destroy the works of the devil. But the problem is, Philippians says that, Philippians chapter 2 says that he did not count it equality with God, something to be, to be grasped, but made himself of no reputation. He made himself nothing, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bone servant and coming in the likeness of men. Now watch this. That's where the game changed. God came in the likeness of men. He actually became man. He was born. That is why when he was born, it was such a big news. Angels have to come and sing because joy to the world, the Lord is come. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. A king, a savior. Elizabeth said, who am I? That the mother of my savior should come and visit me. A savior has been born. A king has been born. But this is not an ordinary king. He's an eternal king. Oh, so watch this. So he was born and he took himself, Philippians, he did not count it, but took himself the form of a, upon himself, the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of, as though that was not enough. Look at the next verse. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death, because if you should die, it shouldn't be the death on the cross. Because it's the, the death left for the vilest offender is the, the most obscene way of execution you can think of. It's a reflection of the wickedness of the heart of man. What man can do to another man? It's, it's wild. And if he has to die, do you know, they stripped him naked in public and beat him and killed him. He was hanging in public, naked. They say, once you've been seen, it's not because they, they have to just find a way of presenting it in a, in a child-friendly way. <laughs> I, I know what I'm saying. So, if you are supposed to die, don't die on the cross. God, at least, is too shameful and 
and dehumanizing. It's undignifying. But he humbled himself. After becoming a man, it was so bad. He even went further, allowed himself to die on the cross. And then he says, verse 9, therefore, it's after that process that God said, God has also highly elevated him. So he, he's God, but he became a man, joined this aquarium thing, and he said the only condition is you can go and become a fish in the aquarium, but the only downside to that, as it were, is that you can revert and reverse the reaction. You become a fish, you stay a fish. So now after I finished, after I finished dealing with the tilapia, he had to now come and be part of. So when the fish in the aquarium see him at home, he may be driving and going up, but they see that's one of us now. We will be there one day. He's a four, he's a four, he's a forerunner. <laughs> so now you are talking about he is already originally a human being. Like Jesus originally God, but he became him. That's why he's man. We have a man seated in heaven. Remember, read your Bible. When he was going to heaven, he didn't leave the flesh. He went with his. He went. And so when he resurrected, he didn't resurrect as God. He resurrected as a crucified, a, 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 a murdered man. Because can you kill God? You can't kill God. So now, so at the resurrection, that was when he was. Boom. Now watch this. It's very important. So he said, this day have I begotten you. When he said I have begotten you, when did he beget him? It's at the resurrection because man has now penetrated into a different realm which nobody else has done. He, be, uh, he became the first. The first. So that we, ha. Uh, so when you read Romans chapter 8 verse 29, it says, for those he foreknew, he also, for those he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. Why? That he might be the first, firstborn among many. So he's the firstborn and we are also following. Amen. So because, hey, listen to this. Uh, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave he didn't give his firstborn. He gave his only begotten. His only begotten. But after the death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus was not the only begotten. He became the firstborn. The firstborn so that the others are coming. Now watch this. And so when he became the firstborn, Father gave him a name. A status. He said two. He said you are today, I have begotten you. You are my son. The angels don't have that status. Are you getting one? The angels, they are just, there's a difference between a son and a slave in the house. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4. Having become much more better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, they have obtained, than they, not than them, than they. What name have you got? Like you, what name have you got, angels? You can't compare yourself to the son. He has obtained a more excellent name. For, for which, to which of the angels did he ever, he used the word ever. Did he ever say, you are my son. To which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And it's not as though that was not enough. He kept talking. He said again and again, 
I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Which of the angels will God say, I'll be to you a father? So come now. Then he's asleep. Then he began to still open. Now watch this. Go to the verse 6. Then he goes on. But when he again brings the first, see the first one? Yeah. Uh, this, this is a very interesting one. When he again brings the firstborn into the world, he, he says, let the angels of God worship him. Now, what he's talking about is the first time Christ came, he elevated above angels. He said he's going to bring him again. Because the second time when he's coming, he's not coming out only because he's coming out as the firstborn. So, you, you are talking about eternity to come. Even that time, he said, still, long Maybe, okay, let's say angels too. Okay, we have gone through some process and whatever we have. He said, years later, when everything is ending, at the end of everything, he will say still, when he's bringing about the first one, verse 6, when he's bringing about the, when, he said, when, when he again brings, he will bring him again. When he again brings, brings the first one into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. It's a permanent position above the angels, which can never be altered or changed. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, I was reading it, and it, it's so good that the, the, it couldn't stop. He says that, verse 7, and to the angels, he says, now let's hear what God said about to the, to the angels. He said, also, you guys, he said, he said to the angels, he said, God, who makes his angels, spirits, ministers of flaming fire? The word spirit there also means wind. These are what the angels are. They are powerful. The angels, they are wind. God made them like wind. And flaming fire. When they pass, fire. Serious. Wind and fire, two most destructive things. Some of the two most destructive on earth. Said the angels are powerful. That's why people revere them. People like give them that status. But I said, that's all he said about them. He said to his angels, he said, oh, he makes his angels, even no God was telling them. This why I said, he makes his angels wind and flaming fire. But he uh, uh, wasn't finished with that. He said, but to the sun, listen to what he said to the sun. But to the sun, he said, your throne, oh God. Hey! God is calling the sun God. The sun is the sun, man. He said, your throne, because he's seated. He said, your throne, oh God, is forever and ever. ever. No one can change it. And the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. He's a king. As a king, you need a scepter to rule. And he said, your scepter is the scepter of righteousness. You've got it. Your throne, oh God. He calls him, oh God. This is very interesting. Who is the oh God referring to? Jesus. Because he's talking about God said, but to the son, he, God, says to the son, your throne. Is someone getting me? We are blessed. <laughs> verse 9. Look at verse 9. Look at it. Look at verse 8. Before you go to verse 9, look at verse 8 on the screen. Verse 8 says that, but to the sun, but to the sun, he says, your throne, O God, all right, is forever but, and, and ever. Verse 9. Verse 9. He didn't finish saying. He said, you have loved righteousness and hated glory. Therefore, God, your God. Ah. No, listen, listen. He said, your throne, O God. Then he said, because you love God, your God. Oh, someone is not getting it. Your throne, oh God. God is speaking to who? The son. He said, your throne, oh God. And then he said, because you have love, therefore, your God. 
So who is the God? God are you talking about two gods? Oh. <laughs> is someone getting what I'm saying? He's talking to the son. He said, your throne, oh God. Then he said, because of your love for righteousness. Listen, you have to love righteousness. Your love for righteousness. Your God, God your God. Now, the first, when he said, oh God, he was referring to Christ in his elevated deity. Okay, his deity. But when he said, your God has, he was referring to Christ in as the son, as a man, in his manness. Because God doesn't have a God. But man surely does. Yes. Thank you. Is someone getting what I'm saying? Yes. And then, there's so much. I thought I will finish the angels. God, the, so the whole thing is so, listen, let me pick it again. He says that, to which of the angels, for, to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. But, when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, who, make his, who makes his angels, spirits, and, ministers, uh, and his ministers a flame of fire? But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You, you love righteousness and hate lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Amen. He lifted him above the angels. He kept talking. And he will not finish. And you, Lord, in the beginning, that this God talking to him. He's talking to the Lord. He said, and you, he's telling him, and you, Lord, in the beginning, laid the foundation of the earth. That's what God said to the son. You laid the foundation on the earth. Mm. And the heavens are the works of your hands. And this is all God speaking mm. to the son, about the son. That what he's trying, Hebrews is trying to say is that the son is nowhere to be compared with angels. He's far, far, much more, far better than angels. If you have the son, you have more, what is more than angels. And I didn't realize how much he was saying the angels. And this is what he said to the son. Look at what, did he say anything about the angels? And when he was saying to the son, look at what he said to the son. Let's see what he said to the angels. Listen to what he said to the angels. And how can you compare the angels to the sons? So he was just referring, making reference, making reference, making reference. When, when he finished, he settled it. He said, therefore, Hebrews. Then he moved on. Okay, who else is important? Moses, bring him on. <laughs> let's, let's take Moses. Then after I dealt with Moses, and Moses is a servant in the house, but the, the one who builds the house has more honor than the house itself. Yeah. He said he builds the house, and we are his house. Oh, oh, oh. And then he said, I finished with Moses. Who else? Aaron, priest, bring the priest. Bring the priest, the high priest. Okay, bring them. <laughs> then he finished with the high priest. He said, what, what, what else? There's the sacrifices and the ministering. He said, oh. This one has even entered a heavenly sanctuary. Those other ones you are talking, it's an earthly sanctuary made with hands. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. 
why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.